I'm not using the Sitalonic because I have no interest in unblocking drama from my life. That was so many words. That was so many words. Just like the new season of Roni, I start strong but completely peter out. Oh no, you guys, it's Andy's girls. Listen, I literally forced this person to do many I just tra- things. I just traveled 60 blocks in New York traffic. Uh, you took a train, right? You're no, normal. No, I don't know how to take the train. Are I've been you? taking Ubers everywhere. It's Ryan, like, that's really, so much money. I that's took, the number oh, one oh, way believe- to waste money in New York. That's the number one way. <laughs> way to tell me after all of it. I gave you I instructions you. in the Google Cal. It I, says literally oh, the like train like I trust myself. Like I trust oh my myself God, to Ryan, figure out instructions. I should watch. I, like my mother, I walk her to the train. I, I'll walk you to the train. I, no, I, I need you to save money. I just, listen. listen. You're not doing amazing. I feel like I'm just living, I'm living like I'm dying. I'm just like, just spend it all. Yeah, just go. Yeah. I'll uh, take it over to Jersey. Let's trip, do it. Yeah. Whenever I go on a trip, I'm like, I don't know what's going to, like, God forbid, knock on wood. I don't know what's going to happen on the plane. Yeah. So, like, whatever I spend it there. If I have enough passion, this will all God. work out. If this right? will all work <laughs> out. God. Oh, my God. You guys, it's Andy's Girls. It's episode Leave Me Alone. And I'm so excited to have a return guest co-host who was literally just in the office a second yeah, ago. Yeah, I'm so sorry, you guys, that I'm coming back so soon. I'm sure. No, I mean, I, I know sometimes that's a bummer for people. So I mean, I mean yeah, go like, oh, God, this, this is, guy. This is the worst part of everybody's week again. is having Ryan back to yeah. AG. But I'm so appreciative regardless. You know him as pop culture commentator. Host of the podcast, So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, presented by Betches, and my co-host at Andy's Girls Live, a virtual (laughs) Real Housewives of Beverly Hills premiere kiki. That just rolls straight off the tongue, which we are going to be doing with Moment on October 26th at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. It is uh, going to be- celebrate. Yeah. (laughs) It's me and Erica Jane. We're going to have fun. Oh, my God. $12 tickets available now. Moment.co slash Andy's Girls and On Demand By the way, $4 more than Erica Jane's show. Do you realize your moment is- $5 more because it's seven. (laughs) Math is fun. Theater majors. Theater majors. I think it's worth $5 more. I think it's worth- ones of dollars and i'm so glad that i've priced it accordingly i'll be be singing a lot of erica's hits so you will kind of get the erica jan experience on the moment well thank god i'll get it somewhere because it needs to happen so welcome back to ag ryan bailey ryan how are we i'm good i I feel like it's the end of the week i feel like it's the end of the world so definitely everybody's got a case of the mondays everybody's got a case of the mondays everything's super sad i watched a lot of terrible news this weekend so that's fun that's fighting online Mm -hmm. i saw um yeah it's it's Really, it's a it's a weird vibe in New York right now, obviously, and and uh, yeah, but good times. Can I ask you a genuinely incredibly serious question, and you can yeah. absolutely tell me to go fuck myself? So you're giving me eyes. We don't need that right now. Oh, sorry. So, oh, that's your mouth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sorry. I can't see without so, my glasses. No, this is a genuinely serious question. Mm. So there are people, you know, who spoiler alert are human people in this world who are going through, unrelated to what is currently going on, grief potentially depression, uh, potentially anxiety. You recently suffered an unbelievable loss with your mom passing away. What? (laughs) Spoiler alert. What? I'm just curious because there's just so much toxicity and negativity. And for someone who is already dealing with an incredibly vulnerable part of your life, how do you stay grounded or safe or secure? 
Well, obviously, I'm not grounded. I just, I, I just traveled 40 blocks to come see you in an Uber. So that's yeah, obviously are, not, that's no I sign mean, that's, number one that listen, things are I, not great. I talked about that on my show today because yesterday I just had the, uh, you know, you can be flying high, you can everything's going good, and then yesterday I woke up and I did a podcast. And I was good. And then after that, my body and mind just decided to be depressed, just decided to, you know, and really was focusing on Sit my mom and uh, really hard. And I was doing things like the the old, you know, I, which is a step because I think, you know, when I've been depressed in the past, I would just lay there. And so now I know that, OK, you're supposed to brush your teeth and you're supposed to try to work out. And you're but each of those things that I did that I knew I was supposed to do, it didn't make me feel any better. It didn't. So you're kind of walking with a zombie. And, and I said this, I just like I'm not doing things today with like joy in my heart at all. So it's like kind of just going through the motions, trying to get through it. But it is really confusing. Um, and this is it's really delicate to talk about because who the F cares about my my perspective on this when so much horror is going on, but it's hard because, uh, you know, I got in here on Friday night and I'd been offline. Like I, I'd been, I, I wasn't like checking DMs. I, I yeah. really am very bad at checking DMs. And I think the first DM I got was somebody of like, why aren't you talking more about this? Or, and I had talked about it on my show last week or in, in a way that I, you know, so much stuff to learn and so many, I'm trying to figure it out and, oh, well, you've got to understand, well, this is why this, and this is why this. And I'm like, yeah, but people are still dying. So then I, um, I was like, I'm so sorry. Uh, I've, I've kind of been offline and that was protecting my own energy in a sense, because I saw how things were going. And it's really hard when you hear all of this devastation and I'm talking about Israelis, I'm talking about Palestinians, you know, so many innocent people are dying for a lot of, uh, obviously a lot of reasons, but that's, when you throw that on, it's like, how do I sit there and laugh sometimes about housewives? How do I sit there and watch the, and I, I didn't like Real Housewives of New York finale. And I was questioning, do I not like this just because it's not a, it's not a good time right now. It's hard mm -hmm. to enjoy these things. Or is this genuinely not good? And I was questioning myself, but yeah, it really messes with you because it sometimes then feels like, Oh, what's the point of all of this? We just seem like we fucking all hate each other. Like, I mean, you go online and that's why I have to watch my online use, but it's just like people just, I mean, it's, my dad always said it used to be, you know, listen, I don't agree with your opinion, but I would fight for you to have your opinion. And now it's, I don't agree with your opinion and fuck you for having you it. I want to you die. Like, yeah. And that's the thing that confuses me because I, and just seeing thousands upon thousands of messages like that, not directed at me, but just online and uh, to friends of mine, that is really hard because I know, you you know, people even listen to, well, I'll tell you why they're getting, it's like, no, this <laughs> doesn't, I just sometimes like, well, so we're just going to hate each other until the end of time. That's it. Like, there's just, what, is there any hope in this? Is there any hope in any of this? And then it sometimes feels hopeless when you add like a personal tragedy onto this and you're just like, man, I wish I could talk to my mom right now, or I wish I could talk to, and so, yeah, like I, uh, it's really hard for me to wrap my mind around and I do watch a lot of news and I, I'm fuck. I'll even watch Fox news just to see what other people are saying. I'll watch MSNBC. I'll watch CNN. I'll watch BBC. Um, and, uh, it just, it's a very scary time. I can't even imagine what it's like for you, obviously, but I'm always worried about I feeling something, but not being able to put into words how, how I feel and why I feel this way. And I tried to say something last week and for the most part, I think people understood, but I got a couple of messages of, you know, how dare you? And, and I was like, wow, that was really light. What I said, you know, and like, how dare me? Like, I mean, I, I don't know. It, it's very confusing. Yeah. 
I just I think about it because I remember at certain points where there have been huge um, potentially social media movements or grave um, acts of inhumanity. And there have been times where I've really been struggling in my personal life. And it's so uh, this is not an equalization anyway. It's just an explanation of how sometimes human people it's like I'm extra cunty during those times because it's like I'm just dealing with so much and everything is triggering. And then when you feel like the world is triggering there's nowhere for you to put your rage. And so we just put it, we try to put it inside of each other. And it's just so deeply unhealthy. So the the one recommendation I would say is um, go offline. If you need to go offline, call a friend. If you can, call a friend um, and try to just, you know, keep close people who feel safe right now because it just feels like the entirety of the world and many people's souls are just incredibly yeah. unsafe. And so I'm so thankful for you making the schlep and probably a $40. Um, did you pool? Uh, I did the wait and save. So that's $3. $3 off. And, and you waited uh, an extra 10 minutes. Yeah. Don't worry. I didn't tip. So I saved money, you guys. No, He's joking. I, uh, He's joking. Jo- of course I'm joking. Yes, of <laughs> course. Yeah. No, I mean, listen, uh, yeah, it's very... And I sometimes just now question, and and this goes directly against me as well, is that I just don't know sometimes if we're meant to hear this many opinions and this much of a vacuum. And uh, I've said this a lot recently just because, you know, how sometimes Twitter was a joy for me a lot of times. And I mainly use Twitter as jokes. In 97? Well, no, I I mainly use Twitter as a lot of like stupid jokes. Yeah. It's like a notepad. Oh my God. Hashtag poop. Oh Oh yeah. It's like if somebody like (laughs) follows me and they're like, I follow your Twitter. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, but (laughs) it's poop. It's really uh, horrific sometimes to see people just saying what we say to each other. What I, I sometimes doubt we would say that to each other's faces. But I was listening to that um, Walter Isaacson book about Elon Musk last week. I'm not a fan of Elon Musk, but I wanted to find out a story. And it's really interesting because there's this fact. Oh, I want to read this. Yeah, really. I mean, it was a fascinating audio book and I was driving to Arizona. So it was perfect. Oh, so audio is perfect. Yeah. That is I think great. audio for me was better. Because um, you do long trips. So that's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's so great. it's. Uh, but they were talking at the end, like how he's really getting into the AI artificial intelligence game and he's taking yeah. all of the, um, you know, his cars, uh, the, the, not the Saturn. The Saturn I was about to call it a the Toyotas. Uh, Prius. The Prius. No, I was about it's to the call fun. it a Pence. Like, what is, is it? Where, it's the fun. Isn't it a Prius? No, it's an electric Tesla. car. Tesla. <laughs> My God, this is going great, you guys. You guys should not is, listen okay. to us for so anything that's real. Anything that yeah, involves. I'll tell you this we'll never, much. I'll never afford it. Why do I need thing. to know the name of it? Okay. Yeah, well, he's making an affordable one, he says. No, so they take all of that camera Whatever. footage from... The the not Priuses, they take that and he <laughs> puts it into AI and then he now owns Twitter, which is X. And he he takes because AI learns from just all of us. It learns from wide swaths of information. So what they're doing with AI is it's all this footage from the cars. And then he's put all our tweets into AI. Car? Oh, okay. So like this is they're training AI, basically. He's like, so AI learns from all that video in the cars oh, oh. and then all of our. And I'm like, I was just thinking about it. I was like. Well, that's sometimes the worst of us. You yeah, know, what if and AI is like, this is the week, this is our masterclass I just what I, people are like on social. I just tweeted a horrible joke about Tom Sandoval taking an emotional poop. That's going to train AI? Like, that's what we have training AI? That's like, your best word. Us hating each other and my horrible jokes are training AI. And I'm like, that's going to be the worst AI known to man if we are training it from a social media. And that sometimes is, it's one of those... 
itches that you can't scratch because I always want to look at it or see information coming at me. But what it sometimes does to that trigger response in my head about my own personal hatreds and my own personal, like, you know, where you're like, oh, fuck you, you know, like that. You're like, what is this? You know, all this stuff that we watch and get to talk about, we talk about it because at the end of the day, it brings us some sort of joy. And I would rather actually debate over housewives or Vanderpump rules rather than I just don't sometimes think we're going to have the debate that's going to push anything forward or give us any hope on Twitter or social media. Well, I it, started. Sorry, what were you? Saying? No, it just turns to anger so quickly now. It, you're totally right, and I, I, um, I started thinking about BravoCon because I'm like so paranoid at this month uh, at this point because uh, just being on social has not been the most pleasant. And um, started thinking to myself, oh my god, I'm going to be in a room with like if I am able to go, which <laughs> <laughs> let's support that live show, please. Shout out PRs. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I just started thinking like, oh my God, I'm going to be in a room with like tens of thousands of people and people are going to come up to me and say like the things that they're saying to me in DMs. And I started to get like kind of nervous. And then I thought to myself, no, no, what's going to happen is the vast, vast, vast majority of people are going to want to talk about Tamara and Shan. And there is nothing more that I want in this world than to be in line for a panel I probably won't get a seat at talking to someone about Shan and Bedore for between 43 and 56 minutes. I think that is like (laughs) a fucking gift to the world, which is not to say that this it's just to say that right now, the ability to talk to someone and to be engaged in conversation and to listen to them feels unbelievably unlikely, especially if you don't necessarily like have that person's cell phone number, have been to coffee, have been to brunch. That feels like such a gift. We're going to be with so many people who just want to talk about Tamara and Shannon and maybe other stuff too. But the Tamara and Shannon of it all is probably why you bought your ticket. And I'm not just saying that because I hashtag Tamara. <laughs> but like, I'm just saying like, there is something that feels miraculous about the fact that we will have this just not to say that and things aren't happening. If you listen to the last episode of Andy's Girls, you're pretty clear about how I feel. It's just to say that this is a podcast about housewife psychology. I'm really potentially, hopefully looking forward to the idea to to talk about that, obviously yeah. with you right now, but also with people, hopefully at BravoCon. Well, that's what, yeah, I, was, I did an interview last week for somebody's like, school actually they were like writing a paper and they wanted to talk to me about BravoCon. it was a blast but it it was great because i they were talking about BravoCon and and the price of it the expense of it but and they're very true it's very expensive all of this stuff but i i do think you have to invest in those experiences that are going to fill you up and i i feel pretty depleted right now and i think you know it's like i need those things like uh, to be in a bunch of a room with like-minded people that we will get to, yeah. you know, like, oh my God, did you see uh, Sandoval over there? He thinks he's hot. Yeah. Like we'll be able to joke about the things we've joked about on the show. We get to meet all of these people. It was such a fantastic experience. You know, even though I felt like I almost died, it was still a fantastic experience last year where you have to sometimes spend, like I drive a Toyota. I drive, a, like I drive, I've like, I, I live very um, uh, inexpensively. Is a Toyota an ex- inexpensive car? A Corolla is the, I mean, it's, it's the. I don't know anything about cars. Yeah. I really don't. I walk by cars and I'm like, I don't know what that is. No, but is. like I, I do that on purpose so I can uh, hopefully do events yeah. like this and you not have to You scale your lifestyle to fit your life. Yeah. Like, uh, so, I mean, 
those things really do excite me because I'm like, that will potentially give me the energy to finish the year. That will yeah. give me the energy that might provide me. Um, even though I like, I had such fantastic, I met, had such good experiences with so many people. And I remember somewhere during the Vanderpump stuff, I, somebody sent me like a, during the Scandal or Scandal. Yeah. Panel. Somebody, oh, okay. I was doing like, somebody sent me a Facebook post that somebody had made about how, oh God, not, like the things that they didn't like about me, which I was just shocked because I didn't even, I was like, was it? And then I realized it was about me, but I remember somebody said, uh, well, I met him at BravoCon, not impressed. And I'm like, wait, what did say? <laughs> I was like, wait, what? I was like, I didn't, I don't think I had one bad experience besides getting my equipment stolen. I was like, everybody I met, I was like pretty, I mean, I was really sweaty, but other than that, I had a fantastic time with everybody. And I just love, I was like, wait, there's somebody out there that met me. I was like, done, not impressed at all with this guy. I'm like, what? Also, the fact that someone sent that to you. It's like I see this on. It's so funny. I, need I think people genuinely like sometimes to send you negative of stuff. Of course they do. It's called negging. Yeah. It's a way to get attention. It's usually successful. Yeah. Well, rest and then in I peace, tell you to mom. Never again, mom. <laughs> never again. <laughs> I um, There's something that I see happen on a lot of Jeff Lewis Live posts. I was on his show last I week. I know. I yeah. watched it. I want to talk to you about it. And um. And it's a thing where someone will start like fighting about Doug, who I think is an angel. But like someone will say like, Doug Buden wasn't funny on this episode. And another person will reply and at him and be like, I disagree. I like Doug. And it's like, you don't you don't need to at him in the thing with the original post being like he's a piece of shit. <laughs> I know you're trying to support him, but we don't need to see that. And unfortunately, sometimes yeah. we do. It's yeah. just unfortunate. It's, well, I mean, and. and I mean, unfortunately, you don't need to tell us that we probably already think it. Oh, yeah. I was like, by the way, I always say like <laughs> I'm in full agreement with the people that don't like me. I'm like, you you get it like you get it. it's the other people that don't have it right. But you I respect you. No, it just it's one of those things that I think comes with what we do if we put ourselves out there that we are eventually going to get that blowback. I mean, think about how hard we go on Bravo Liberties. They'll start to go hard on us too, and especially yeah, that's a good point. if you disagree that's with a really one good thing. Point. I mean, you always say it's like you know, leave room to change your mind. But I think sometimes mm -hmm. people are like just true blue. There's no movement. I will stand by this housewife or this yeah. show until the end of the time. No movement, and I just think that is not the way to go about things because, you know, I think there's seasons where I love a housewife and seasons where I dislike a housewife. I mean, we were talking about that last time with Heather Gay, where I loved, loved, loved her, and I just have not liked her for the last season and a half, and you know, but we'll see where that goes. And, and and at the end of the day, we're watching a show. Do I think that I know these people inwards and outwards? And, and, and by the way, yeah. same with other people about us. Yeah. We talk very personal. You talk all about mm -hmm. how you really feel. But at the same time, that's not the full Sarah Galley experience. It's not. No, that's a ticket. That yeah, costs, but, that's a premium uh, ride. That's on the uh, moment, the Beverly Hills moment on October Oh, God. Well, what was your experience like on JLL as a I am a chump? Jeff Lewis, I, I loved it. I mean, listen. It was great. You did I a was, great job. I, it was really I fun. Was, I was asked to be on that before my mom passed and we had to cancel mm. it. Um, the, I've, I mean, I, I've watched Flipping Out from the very beginning. Yeah. I've, so I've, I've loved him as a... But what's interesting about that was not even knowing really what you're stepping into. Like yeah. it's an intense fandom, but just it's like Heather McDonald's intense fandom with the juicy scoopers. And 
I, uh, I mean, I hate, I like both of them. Like I don't have problems with either of them, but when that got announced, then I started getting like people like tagging Heather of like, Oh, and I was like, this is wild. Like, <laughs> I was like, I'm just going on to make my fart jokes. And no, like, it's, that's, yeah, it's giving, uh, but yeah. also like, I wouldn't go on. I don't think I would go on and just shit talk somebody else completely unless you're like a housewife or uh no you Bravo save that Lev. for like your third trip you don't do that <laughs> yeah, yeah by the way i gotta warm no it was but it was great man like i was so nervous to do it because i never really met him i you know and you meet for coffee beforehand like 30 minutes beforehand and they kind of like talk like just really casual yeah and then you go in the studio but it really uh and i was on with justin martindale who was great but it, they've got such a cool little it reminded me so much of like growing up listening to Stern and just how mm-hmm. he creates that atmosphere where everybody's a character in that. And so we got on a nice little bit about Jameson and his boyfriend. And that kind of stuff was so fun because we weren't necessarily talking about Bravo, but it was just trying to find that place where you could jump into the conversation without overpowering the mm-hmm. conversation. And for me, that was like an interesting thing. And I had to really, I left have like left had, I had a really good experience overall. So I, I, I hope to go back, but we'll see. But that was a great experience. That's what we do. We collect good experiences. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's a part of the, it's not really a part of the Housewives universe. It's kind of like its own, yeah, its own little island in the sun. But um, it was great. I really, I mean, that's the whole thing is like, I haven't been watching TV. I finally caught up, spoiler alert, on Housewives yesterday and today, which was like, felt like a fucking miracle. But the thing, the only thing that I've been watching this week, I usually have my laptop on 24 seven. The only thing that I've been watching is like, maybe like every couple days is like catching up on an episode of Jeff Lewis live on the app and just like watching the video. And it really does. This has happened to me. This happened when I was in the ICU. I was watching videos of Emily D Baker, who's a friend of ours. Yeah. It's, it's one of those reminders that there are things that are specifically escapist and also connective that can be incredibly helpful for people either just like having a great day going for a stroll or people who are struggling. It's like you just the consistency of it and the, um, I don't want to say like quality of the conversation, which is certainly a part of your conversation with Jeff, but like, it's just, there's something about having something there that you can depend on to either make you feel connective or make you feel inspired to be critical in a way that feels safe that I think is powerful. No, it's interesting the different environments people set up with their shows and how the fandom reacts to that. And I speak of that as a fan. Like I said, I mean, I grew up listening to Stern Mm -hmm. and it wasn't ever Stern with like the women stuff, which always gets picked, you know, like, oh, strippers and porn stars. Like, no, what I loved about Stern was he created this environment where it was Baba Booey and Scott the Engineer and these characters that I looked forward to that minute, the the minute school conversations or like him just yelling at a staff member. Like that was the part that I kind of fell in love with, which was in a sense a reality show in itself you know if you can set up that environment i don't think that's ever i i've i've done that like to small degrees on my show and i don't think i'll ever fully do that but i really love that and i think you see how the fans especially with jeff lewis like they really love that they they like who's on this week which chumps are on who's doing the after show it becomes i'm just like wow this is so powerful he's really connected with people in a certain way yeah and people are are protective and defensive and and then also angry also back on the other side you you just have to figure out a way to balance it i think but that's the hard thing when you get to a certain level you seem to have a bunch of detractors on top of uh a crazy so then, amount of fans. Right. How do you pay attention to any of it? Because yeah. it's like it all becomes noise, which is unfortunate, but like absolutely the reality is just trying to like make your way through. But I do want to shift gears a little bit. 
<laughs> because I've talked about her. And last night I watched the second part, which I will say is the spiritual third part of Orange <laughs> County Reunion. And um, I think we just need to talk about it. I think we just need yeah. to talk about um, Shannon Storm's Bedore. What did you think of it overall? I thought it was really good. It, it's taking me so much time to watch these episodes because I've been like storying as I've been watching. And oh. then I'm like, while I'm talking, I'm missing something. So then I go back. But then also someone's messaging me something. And I'm like, oh, my God. So then it's just taking yeah. me so much more yeah. than the 55 minutes. It's I, taking I, I me did like that two once. Hours. And then I ended up it, like going. I didn't know. <laughs> I, I hit like 100 stories. I watched like the Jersey christening episode. A couple. I didn't God. realize you could only do 100 stories in a day. But every, Can you? Yeah, every moment of that. How have I not hit that? Okay. Every moment of the christening episode. And then by the way, then I was like, I did this whole story. And then all of a sudden I realized things were getting cut off from the beginning. And I was like, wait a sec, nobody's going to even know why I'm on this journey. I mean, there was a point where Heather was making a joke at Andrew and said, you know, LOL, I thought Shannon was going to apologize to me. And they both laughed. And I was like, (laughs) same. (laughs) Wait, but wait, I will say. I will say that moment, I know exactly the moment you're talking about, and it was hysterical because it was very Heather DeBrow in the sense that we were kind of moving on, and I love how she tries to buddy with Andy a little bit, like, Andy, are you waiting for an apology for me as well as me? And Andy's like, yeah, you know, kind of like, yeah, but moving on. And I thought it was so great and very Heather DeBrow of her in that moment where I had moved, I wasn't expecting Shannon to apologize, especially after the conversation without Gina. Were you not? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, I was like, no, after no, I no, saw right, that, right, I was right. like, no, she's, she's, and by the way, within the first 10 minutes of the second part, she had completely, like, any kind of, res- like, any kind of uh, emotional, like, sorry she gave to Gina at the end of the first episode was completely gone 10 minutes into the second because she started calling, like, Gina, like a, like a B-I-T-C-H and stuff you like that. You can say like, bitch. It's okay. You're yeah, in a safe space. I didn't know You're, the office had words. Um, I just thought it was so funny. I was like, Shannon, like, forgot immediately about the conversation she just had with Gina. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing me with free samples. Astapro is a first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. It delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Living in New York City is not easy. Just ask Sonia, trying to sell that house. There are so many mornings where I wake up and think, oh my gosh, I'm having the worst cold of my life. And I realize it's actually from allergies. When my nasal allergies flare up, and that happens when the season changes and the temps get a little warmer than they normally are, I use Astapro, and I'm amazed at how fast I'm back in the game. And that game is looking for Dorinda on the Upper East Side. Astapro always has my back and nose. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media, and then IRL. 
And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Roe. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes, so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roco slash andysgirls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash andysgirls. Sign up today. I just came back from the salon, and for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. (laughs) Aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy, and that's why I love Way. Way's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time (laughs) with wet wavy hair in which to get myself in order. And that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And it smells unbelievable. Believable. Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair and I feel great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels heavy and looks kind of wet. And that's why I love Waze Anti-Frizz Cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me, just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Waze other bestsellers. Their leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E- O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code Andy for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Andy. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom or a maternal figure in your life? Let me tell you about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty cool, right? Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her a question via email. 
These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions you want to ask. Then she can either type up her response or record her voice. And mylifeinabook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. This book becomes a legacy, something you and future generations can treasure forever. Your mom's given you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I want to know about the stories of how my mom and dad grew up. What's the first thing they remember after they were born? That's one of the questions I sent to my dad after signing up for my life in a book. And I can't think of a greater gift to give my dad in sharing his stories and to receive. It's super easy to use. My favorite part of it, as someone who sometimes lives on turtle time and forgets (laughs) about sending or receiving email, is that they reach out a couple days prior to sending questions just so I know of what questions they're going to send to my dad, if I want to change it for another question or customize it with something that I want to know. It's that kind of specificity and care that I love so much. This is genuinely an incredible, incredible gift. There's no greater present than I could give a family member or a loved one than to participate in this kind of meaningful appreciation for the entirety of their lives, separate from my own. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code ANDYSGIRLS at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom or loved one this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com with code Andy's Girls for 10% off today. And thank the Jills, Aaron, and your life and mine. In the words of Meredith Marks, when it comes to that week, week and a half before my period, I wish I was disengaging. My PMS is off the charts. Truly, Uber Eats needs to check in and say, it's about that time, isn't it? I know it is. The cravings are crazy. I want to crawl out of my skin. Now it's easier to manage PMS with Estro Control. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony and Estro Control, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. For AGs who are friends of perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause, Happy Mammoth has Hormone Harmony. It's not just a supplement for women going through those stages. It's also become a phenomenon. Women can't stop talking about it on social media. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ANDYSGIRLS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code ANDYSGIRLS for 15% off today. I'm engaging. Yeah, um, 
poor Shan. It felt like the through line was Shannon crying, understandably so, and just saying like, I'm not doing a very good job. And when she was oh, walking her during makeup a break people, with like, Glam by Pam, and she's just like, this isn't going well for me. And I thought like, Shannon, it's really not going well for you, sweetie. We're, we're focusing on the wrong things. And the fact that they kept putting up those cards of like, if you or anyone oh you know, God. know somebody with drug and alcohol problems, please call this. Which I was they like, need could to you do imagine like, like could you on top of the performance, imagine having that Shannon, thing pop up after every commercial break. I hope she read. I mean, it's just like, I hope people read it and take that information. God bless. God I think bless that them. gave it an emotional weight though, knowing that 10 days after this performance yeah. is when it happened. So you were, I will say the first part of the reunion, really good. The second part of the reunion I thought was fantastic in terms of, I mean, just, I'm going to watch it six more times. I don't know. I really thought it was good, which is so funny because I've read a couple of people say the opposite. But for me, it really did everything because it made me, it set up this thing for the next season of like, how's Shannon going to be? Like, what is Shannon, is Shannon going to BravoCon? I know she's doing Trace Amigas, which I think she's is- She's 100% going to BravoCon. There's no way she's But not. like, that's not, I mean, listen, between you, I don't know if that's the right move. You I know, like, I don't know. I don't know what you're doing right now. But I see on my show, I root for Shannon. Even after that performance, I still have Shannon Sometimes back. because of that performance, you're like, this woman needs, needs so much, you know? And it's not John's dick. Like, oh, poor. When this, I'm John Jensen. I do have when she said that, you know, they're sort of sometimes friends with benefits. And I'm like, sweetie, what is the benefit? Yeah, he's giving you now less. You. He's I... giving you less now than he did before when he was dangling a carrot of a proposal because he thought it would look good on camera. He's now giving you less than that. And he's treating you like shit. I mean, yeah, this jerk, they did a scene that they showed you guys on the second part where he was like, I think I'm ready to take this to the next level. Uh, of our relationship. She said that. Yeah, I mean, we saw that scene. I in know, the, uh, and then a week later, scene. he was like, here's the level, it's called No More Level. And now he wants back on that level, but now I- No, I think he mess. knows- It's I a think, mess. I think the way that she was like, when Heather, when they did the, the the um look going to the confessional and she's like, Shannon's worried about money, whatever else, blah, blah, blah. And Shannon's screaming at Heather because Heather's being honest. And Shannon's more upset that, at Heather than she is at John, which is very concerning. But there's that- moment of Shannon at one point saying that she was concerned about money like he is he is so toxic for her and it can't just be the binary of either he's a, a monster piece of shit or he's the dream like at, at a certain point he might be an okay nice guy in whatever way you define that and not appropriate to have a relationship with. And the way that she referenced her kids and she's like, well, my kids think it's better that I go to dinner with him than be alone. And it's like, sweetie, you're still alone. You're but just now being mistreated. You're also, still I want, alone. I really if it's wanted based to know romance. the truth of that comment. Do the daughters really think it's They're better than 20, being alone? Of course. It's, They're just like, mom, it, get me out. Get off the phone. I got to go. Well, apologies to like me at 18, but I, and I thought I knew it all, but I fucking didn't. So if your kids are saying something because they just want you to feel okay, you can take that. You can take the the love that they have for you and not decide that the 18-year-old is the one who should be deciding. You have to be the fucking adult and understand that my child just wants me to be okay. So how can I be okay? John is not making me okay. It's like we know now after the incident, after the 
DUI hit and run, that she's staying with friends. And one of those friends is John. He's not good for her. It doesn't, it can't be either he's a piece of shit or he's a dreamboat. He just, they just are not a good fit. Like Tamara's staying quiet the entire time because Tamara knows he's a piece of shit, but she's mad at Heather for saying it. Archie should be the only man in her life at this moment. For real. No, it, that's what the sad thing. And, And to see Shannon still even get emotionally upset and like, you know, like, I don't, you know, I'm sorry, Gina. I don't know the, you know, it's like chill out first off. But the other thing that I, and I was re I was listening to Dave Quinn's book again, not all diamonds and Rose, which is fantastic. And I was re listening to the orange County chapter. And the thing that I find it interesting about these shows is that yes, John is a major part of the problem. You know, sometimes the men she seems to choose in her life are a part of the problem, but we also know one of the biggest problems here that you could do, the editors could have done the bad, the whole, most horrible super troll of all times is that alcohol is a problem for Shannon. It's not even like a hint about it. It's not a maybe. It's like, no, we've seen it now again and again and again and again from the first season with David Bedore, you know, where she was having to like throw down vodka so they could have sex after the first time at that hotel. Like, she has used Power alcohol enough. to cope in very destructive ways that have not led. And I get it. I get that feeling of wanting to feel okay and wanting to feel, I just, from the phone calls late at night to all these women, which she says, I don't really do, but they all say she does. I don't remember is I the mean, important thing. We, I don't remember is different from I didn't do it. And she's probably saying both, but I don't, do, I don't remember is the thing that's very concerning to me. But you it's only, different to be, to know that you did something in lie versus literally have no memory of it in your body. But you only have like a few things and like, I mean, if this is like, I truly believe in Shannon. I want her to have the courage to actually, you know, it says she's doing outpatient uh, rehab or classes or something like that. Counseling or treatment. Counseling. Yeah, it's different. But I just, I mean, I, I just truly hope that different she has the strength and, and I truly hope people like Tamara, who, you know, like you said, stayed quiet. I hope she does encourage Shannon in the best ways possible. And if she does film next season and they're all drinking and Shannon's not, I hope Tamara at a certain point doesn't make her feel bad. Like, where's fun Shannon, you know? Yeah, I also think that I think that Shannon has some coping issues and it's not on us to uh, decide exactly what those issues are. I think the important thing for me, at least, and we can have differences of opinion, is to say that like something isn't working here. And I hopefully I hope that she gets the support that I think she needs. And there can be a multitude of different ways to support yourself. And I just don't think her coping skills are healthy or safe at this point. And I just, it's like, and people, you, you didn't do this, but like other people using terms as a pejorative, it's just like, this is the revolving circle of, of, of housewife free and sometimes comms online, the way that sometimes people use another person's coping skills as a way to insult them. And I just think of all the other people who are seeing that, who might be going through their own struggles in life, I think less about Shannon and what Shannon represents. And um, I'm I'm concerned for her. I think she's, you know, and, and I also can't decide for her whether or not she's hit rock bottom. That's a determination she needs to make for herself. I I, just, I, I think I just we need watch... John to fucking get out of town. And please. I don't think he will. I, I mean, uh... why would he? This is working out great for him. He has a buddy who isn't going to shame him for choices he makes because maybe they make those choices together and he's getting a lifestyle he can't afford and he doesn't even need to have her stay over because he says his son is there and his son is, I believe, 18 well, years old. Well, you saw what but... just happened with the son. Yeah, yeah. his son is... Yeah, you know, I mean, I just... I, stuff. I just think that we see patterns of behavior in this show and we have the... 
you know, we're lucky enough to be able to see these patterns. These people actually have to live their lives, but then we're able, and, and in some ways, you know, even with Vanderpump Rules and Scandival, we then went back and go, oh, this is a pattern with these men. And oh, Tom does have a pattern of potentially lying when he's getting out of a relationship, when he gets into a new one. We get to see these little patterns. And do I think Shannon needs alcohol every day to survive? No, I don't. But I do think there is, like you said, a coping skill where these things, and at my worst, like alcohol would make me feel that I was funnier, that I was better, that I was more loose within myself. And once too many times happen where I just end up making a fool of myself, that did make me, you know, step back and think of it, even my relationship with alcohol, where it's like, is this, and especially if you're wanting a career to take off or you're wanting this, but I can't imagine, and what my heart goes out to Shannon, I can't imagine when we all celebrate like fun Shannon or trace amigas. And it's also closely into, you know, Vicky, like shot shots, you know, like, and we all love that and celebrate that. And I do wonder how much pressure that makes Shannon under on top of how she actually associates with the real world in itself. Like it's a coping mechanism to be able to loosen up with a drink. And that's a really hard thing to find your way in the world without sometimes the crutches that we put on ourselves. Yeah. And the irony is a lot of this stuff seems to be happening not when she's quote unquote fun, Shannon. It's happening late at night when the cameras aren't on or they are and they're going to dinner. It's not when she's on vacation or it's not only when she's on vacation. And, you know, it's just tough because I just think she's like spinning her wheels a little bit. And I, I think that is, I just, I, I want the best for her. I really, I honestly was watching part two. I was like, you know what? The hair isn't even that bad. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I started looking at it. I was like, you know, it's actually cute. Like, I think it's maybe adorable. Like now I'm looking at the dress again and I'm like, was it the guy from Project Runway or somebody else? And like, you know what? Like, it's fun. It's like festive. So I just want her to, I just want her to, to be okay. I, just, I would love to know her internal her monologue. Okay. I would love. I think we know it because she usually tells us that she's paralyzed when she yeah. gets into these fights with her boyfriend. <laughs> she's usually very explicit and her internal monologue is often But those denial. internal monologue moments usually happen after a couple of drinks. I, like that not, one, no, I think, that one with what you're I, talking about was after that. that it was. After I the disagree. Party. I think it's all. I think it always happens. When I think, she was ripping off her mic. I think it happens regardless. I don't. I think that there's. This is what I'm talking no. about when it's like coping skills is a part of this, but there's something else in her core that. Um, I think we saw some healing, certainly, in the way she was talking about David and her divorce when they went on the trip, and and Gina was dealing with some difficulties. Um, you know, I I think that certainly there are several instances where Shannon has grown and she's become independent. And I just think she's very complicated and she's not at a particularly good spot. And I hope that she has in her core four people who are like really interested in supporting her because every ounce of my body is telling me that John is adding a lot of stress and it's just not worth it. And you can be alone in a relationship. Like being alone in a relationship can be lonelier than not being in a but relationship. She, went to bat she doesn't hard believe it. For him she does, in she that disagrees with me. She said, I'm I have never loved, I have could never loved somebody like John Jansen. still sleeping with him and she wants to make an unworkable thing work. It will never work. He is not the guy. Yeah, He's where's Dr. Her, Moon? Like, can Dr. Moon talk to her? Trying to put a fucking tube up her butt. Like, <laughs> I guess, I mean, 
We've got to get you away from John. Here's a tube in your butt. The yeah. liability of that. And I love Dr. Moon so much. And I How truly would Moon, love to go to him. But did Dr. Moon like really like... He really invented it. I went to his what? website. Like, it was a real product. I just like, don't want what? Shannon to sell this? it. I just don't... I just am worried about liability. You know what? I will tell you this. People forget about this. I'm not smart. I'm not smart. This is about four years ago. I remember one of Shannon's Instagram ads she did. From Maybe this was, no, It was the, the underwear that you could pee in. And it had... Not not like di- not diapers. It was under. I'll say, I I have it saved. Was I it was like, Shannon or Kim? No, this was Shannon. It was underwear, and she. I I have all these photos. Did she demonstrate peeing? She, I would watch like, that it was video. Her reading a magazine <laughs> on a couch, and it. Sorry, I have. Snorting. I have I'm all so these sorry. photos, and it was like something where you could pee, and it would like hold the pouches or something. So this actually has been a project in progress for a while. Four years ago, I remember this very distinctly. So we've gone from pee to other. Well, it was also stuff. the same. I remember this. It was around the same time that Carol Radswill did the um, the oh, the necklace vibrator. vibrator that said, bitch, don't kill my body. My favorite jewelry store sells it. Yeah, so she'd had that, and it was yeah. like Carol looking seductively out of a window with her necklace. And I was like, wow, these housewives are really the products are just stepping up. The Shannon pants, the Shannon P pants, though, were- Can we still get those? I I mean, this is four years ago. I, I will say this. Uh, you know, four years ago, I would gladly have made a post, an Instagram post about, about that. peeing your pants and for I, Shan? And there was that- Part of me even like, oh, I should bust that out again and post it. But I was like, you know what? Shannon's going through something. I don't need to stuff. bring up the pee pants again. And you I, know? and it's not about denial in what it is that she's going through. It's about thinking about a lot of people listening and having this conversation and the fact that this is not that is not how potentially I'm just not ta- I'm not talking about Shannon right now. I'm talking about literally anybody else in the idea of addiction is that it's not how it, that works is to just point at someone and say you have an addiction. That's typically not helpful. I'm not talking about like interventions. I'm just talking about the language of how we identify some someone and sometimes use it as a pejorative. It is not to say that I you know, I don't have eyes. It is to say that I think the conversation is about her health her coping, and we will see what comes of that. And I, we have been through this process with other housewives being in recovery, sometimes seemingly forced into recovery because they want to keep their jobs. And, you know, it, it, it is a very difficult position for the audience to assign a label to someone that they may or may not agree with. But don't you think sometimes shows like these... And they can help people. They can save but, your life. But also shows like these, I think, lead you in that direction of showing... I mean, like... That was whether, one of the issues with New York was it was binge drinking in yeah, New York. Well, I mean, think about it. Remember the Dorinda conversations, all of that stuff. Oh, poor sweet Dorin. Yeah, which... Um, poor Dorin. Which, by the way, I want to compliment Amy Phillips once again, because I'm listening to the audiobook of the Diamonds and Rosé, and Amy Phillips says it, and she does the voices at Dorinda... It was just amazing. Well, we also just need to shout out Amy Phillips, the queen, because she's also doing cab. Not also. I'm not doing this and she's doing it as well. I'm just saying that Amy Phillips, among other things. We will be doing competing (laughs) cabaret acts in Vegas. She's doing cabaret Amy at BravoCon. I don't even know if tickets are available. I know multiple performances have sold out. So I went to it in New York. I was a bridesmaid on stage with her at Teresa. She was Teresa. I was one of the bridesmaids at her wedding. I was absolutely terrified and I went to school for theater and I forgot how to like move my legs. Um, and I my my job was to stand there and I was like fucking it up. She is so incredible and so talented. And I have to tell you, like, it is the funniest thing you are ever going to see. It is <laughs> I cannot more highly recommend it. I don't know if she's doing streaming tickets, but if you are um 
you know, paying a bajillion dollars to go to BravoCon, pay a bajillion and one because it's it's incredibly worth it. I just yeah. wanted to say that out loud because um, she is a queen. Yeah, I think she's doing like three nights, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I say that. I have no idea. I don't even know where I am. I yeah. still haven't. But I like that. I like I like when, you know, I like adding voices into things. It makes me laugh in a silly way, which that's a part of loving housewives is there's a silly element, element to this. There's these serious conversations and serious life is happening, but there's also this element that is still really funny to me. Even when they're in the 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 depths of misery sometimes even the reunion will have these funny moments totally. of these ladies just yelling at each other when you think the insanity i was talking to my sister who doesn't watch housewives and she watched the first three episodes of Salt Lake City from the beginning. And I was like, why'd you do For that? First three episodes of this season? No, or first of the, season of, of the whole thing. First she, season. Oh, she's not like watch, hospital. Yeah, she doesn't watch reality Good shows. Good for her and, taste, honestly. She was like, I wanted to see what you're watching. And she was like, the first oh episode, she was like, it was horrific. She was like, these and the... the horrific? The, she, like well, not entertaining? She said, she was like, I was horrified. And then on top of it, there, she was like their faces, like they're so extreme in the the work, you know. But she wasn't being. Oh, wait, she was being she, I thought you serious. meant like in yelling at each other. You mean like surgery? No, like that. She was like the faces, like There's everybody a lot of was heavy glam. And for somebody that doesn't do that, she was like it was so. But then she goes horrifying. But then the second episode, I was like. Okay, and then the third episode, I was used to it, and I was like, yeah. And then she's like, I had to stop. I realized this is dangerous. This is dangerous. She's like, how do you do this? How do you watch this? It is so intense. And then, but she was like, but I found myself really loving it by the third episode, and I thought that was so fascinating is that really does suck you in like new people they'll always start by like hating it judging it going Mm -hmm. this is so wild and then you're like oh what's uh what's heather up to lately like it you it just natural curiosity kicks in and i think that's where these shows really flourish is that you can show it to a stranger you just have to get over the initial hump of them hating it and then they will end up loving it like vanderpump rules was like that for me at first i was like all these stupid kids bartending (laughs) jacks cheat uh, who and then you know by the like fourth episode you're like fully invested fully in and can't wait to see what happens next yeah it is the stages of grief but applied to becoming an obsessive like the two of us yeah it is interesting there is a grief in the amount of time i no longer have available no it's like like, oh yeah i was like i was Talking to my dad, and it's always like, "What do you got to do?" And I was like, "Got to watch Three Housewives." Show. And I'm saying it so seriously. There's no fun of like, "Got to watch." No, we're like we're, Three Housewives. I got to yeah, take notes. Science. I got to. I got to yeah, do. Yeah, we're in the lab. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, word by word recap. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's and you have to sometimes pick those shows that you don't do any of that stuff on, so you can truly enjoy it the way that you used to enjoy it before you did all of this. Well, I have to tell you. I mean, I really am so thankful that I had Housewives last night and this morning and I was watching Salt Lake and I just kept going like rumors, like rumors. It's like how I actually quite literally speak French and I took it for several years. I mean, you know iconic. About you? I said I said she's starting to sound like uh, um uh, Adam Sandler and like Happy Gilmore, like like it's like a, she goes in these vocal ranges, Meredith. That is like she'll shoot really high and then she'll go low. Or like Wally or the other. What was the Steven Spielberg one with the e. little T? boy robot? No, with AI Hayden Haley Osment. Yeah, AI Haley Joel Osment. Was it called AI? Yeah, artificial intelligence. AI. It's a little bit like that, I think. <laughs> <laughs> 
Folks, go on. <laughs> All you AI fans know what we're talking about, right? Like, no. It, Meredith Marks is Tesla, is we're what talking, we're saying. We're Meredith Marks is Tesla. We're the husband. Can I just ask you a question, which is really a statement, but yeah. I'm going to go, mm. um, when the, the, the group, the, the cast decided that the rumor that Meredith Marks had shared about Angie's husband was not, as I suspected, something having to do with their business dealings, but in fact, some ongoing, really ugly, homophobic rumor about his sexuality. Were you confused as I was that they kept assigning that to Meredith Marks? Or are we in for a surprise that she actually said it? Because I really uh, don't think she did. I think oh, she was talking I'm, about his business. See, I'm feeling like she definitely did. I feel like Meredith really? seems like on the wrong side of all of these rumors. No, there's really? no way with like her work for LGBTQ stuff. And, and I would Brooks. I would hope not. But at the same time, I don't time, see it. I don't we've see seen it so second. many scenes totally in the wrong. first couple of seasons. I could be totally wrong. Like, you know, with what we saw, they would, they would actually, you know, blow jobs the, for, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, that's pretty bad. I mean, I'm sorry. It's not just, you know, I think uh, accusing somebody of giving blowjobs for business when somebody's married, well, I mean, that's pretty insane as well. technically for basketball tickets, but yes, I mean, for also, hey, I mean. You know, come on, but those are good basketball <laughs> tickets. It's different. Listen, it, they're all horrible, but it does seem to be, we talk about patterns, there seems to be a potential pattern, even if Meredith isn't fully like planning this out and thinking but like I've always said, we now sometimes view these shows and the housewives in them almost view them as survivor. So it becomes gameplay. You start noticing, you know, even everybody was associated with Whitney is like, oh, was Whitney actually the one trying to like puppet master this? And she was just kind of like, I don't know. Whitney's like, what's rumor. a puppet? Yeah. You heard that from her. And but I'm like, is everybody everybody seems to be playing some sort of game. And I, for some reason, with Salt Lake City. It's totally working for me because they're all playing different games and they all um, they all really don't listen to each other. But it's like this fantastical um, Alice in Wonderland, David Lynch movie. I mean, Brooks jumping around in snowshoes with his goggles on. Wearing going, goggles to drive, which I don't think is safe. Oh, I was like, is it? Are they prescription? No, that's what I. I, I I'm was, dead serious. I know, I'm not joking. I said the same thing. I said, how is this? It's not, see, and not Mary, great. And then the car, she's smiling. She's like, I know. how's your boyfriend? How's your boyfriend? And it was so great. It made me so happy. And then, like, they're putting snowshoes on, and Mary's like, maybe you need to get stretched out a little bit. And she's like, he's like, Mom, I get stretched out just fine. I was like, are you doing sex jokes? Is that a sex joke about getting stretched out? I was, and then he's just hopping around on snowshoes while Meredith is like, he, 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 he. Like it was an honestly iconic. It, it was, was iconic television. It was so Salt good. Lake City is like I every time I'm in disbelief when I watch an episode because I'm like, this is good television. I don't. After last season, I did not expect it. This honestly, uh, yeah, this, I would never have predicted yeah, this season to be good. This is like I know we talk about like the greatest generation of housewives, not necessarily being. Specific <laughs> I thought you meant the greatest generation in terms of war. We called it well, the greatest generation. Um, this one, it's like this is the generation of surprise. It's like I'm just I'm surprised that New New York worked. I'm surprised that Salt Lake City is back. I am surprised that Orange County had a phenomenal season. It shows you we don't. And I don't we mean really don't. You, no, I mean the fans. Fandom does not know what we us. are talking about sometimes. It's, Leave not us. That we, it's not that we don't know what we're talking about. We're we we're wrong, and that can be okay. Yes, I want to so be wrong passionate in this way. about these. I even was I watching it last like night. Of like, I want to say it's not going to be good, and then it be good. That's great. That's great. Wrong. Yeah, I mean, I watched that first trailer for OC, and I was like, 
And I heard from people that I even think worked behind the scenes where it was like, not good. And I was like, oh, wow. And then I loved it. I mean, I, you know, I, I liked it. I liked it. I thought, but really solid work this season. Well, word on the street prior to the New York premiere from people who were involved in New York was that New York was going to be a little bit of a sleeper. And I don't think that they understood that we are happy with sleeper. I think that they thought that we were still thinking we were going to get, God forbid, season 13. And the realization was like, no, actually, this is this is solid. It is different, but it still feels like it, Housewives is just the next generation d- of it. Also, I I appreciate different pacings for different iterations yes. of the show. Like, I'm more willing. I'll lean in a little bit for New York. I will say, I like I said, it could have been my mood, but I did not like how the season ended. I felt like it was like, wah, The wah. finale or the last couple episodes? Tell, the, finale, I watched, the finale. I watched the last two episodes. I felt episodes. like we were getting in the weeds with the side Jessel stuff because it was not doing anybody any favors because Jessel, we've now, you know, put our full support behind myself included and sigh it did not do production any favors to focus on this one thing because we so passionately dislike sigh the majority of the fan base that that putting her out there that much in the cold even though she did it to herself really doesn't help and then when you have these other characters like uba and jenna who i both love but if they're not willing to share their full stories or or if bryn is sick because of covid you really put the weight on this one storyline that we do get exhausted by and it's a first season so all you really need to do is set up this foundation that when when shit does go banana in the second or third season we are fully invested in these women i just felt for the end of this season it just led up to nothing and it just kind of was like ba ba sai yelled at bren get it uba has a guy that she won't share and it just felt like it started to reveal certain holes in these uh in the overall story, like I didn't feel like Jenna necessarily wanted to be there and share. I think Uba, it's like if you have so many things to hide or so many things that you're protective of, maybe reality television isn't the place to go for you. Do we have to make that determination already? What do you mean? Like Uba maybe just started dating someone in yeah. Connecticut, as we are aware. Do we have to already say that maybe reality TV isn't working? Couldn't we just be like, and maybe she would have spoken about it next season if it had worked out. Like, I think there's a difference between Uba starting to get to know someone and like Jenna having long-term romantic relationships. Oh, no, of course there's a difference there, but there is the same thing because Uba multiple times this season, she was very open about her mom. She was very open about her business. Got it. But there were other elements of it that she wasn't open, but she wasn't open about, but so it kind of shocked us even when she got into that situation with Aaron and Anguilla where it was like, whoa, like where did this person come from? It was like this giant leap i love uba and i want her back i don't think jenna's coming back but i love Do you not think jenna's coming back i think if she comes How back it's a friend been... of i think no shut up she's gotten so much praise i think well i mean listen she did that interview like, she did that interview where she said i don't want this to With be a defining yeah. moment in my life and she said that in a very nice way. Like, I love Jenna Lyons. I love the quirkiness. I love all of this. You guys I saw love, his You know, I, I love <laughs> his audio you know, I think something about Beckett, my son. Like, yeah, I yeah. love all of that. God, what a great character. I just think that, like, yeah, if you are respected in a certain way and you don't need the show, sometimes it 
sometimes like one season might be all you need. Like we, we talked to her a bit at the, the Roni yeah, she premiere. Said, remember she said, I'm a, I'm a dud. Yeah. And I was like, go queen, give us nothing. And I think she is genuinely like, wow, everybody's so positive about me. I think she appreciates that. I think she really thought we I, were going to say she was a dud because yes. her cast members were saying she was a dud. I think we, you know, just her weighing the things out over the season, it'll be curious. And especially even last night I watched What Happens Live, she wouldn't fully come forth and say oh, she's engaged. It. She wouldn't fully come forth. And they mm-hmm. were kind of talking and almost it felt like a past tense of like her experience really? on the show. Not that I don't think, but I just wouldn't be surprised. Also, she's also not on the BravoCon lineup. Um, she's like, so all these things kind of- I kept kinda, thinking that was a mistake. Did you, did you <laughs> forgot? We got to go back to the printers. We forgot Jenna Lyons. How is she not going to BravoCon? But think about it. If you have this beautiful life, if you're in New York, if you got a son- No, if you but got you're this, on Housewives. But she, <laughs> what I'm saying is I don't think sometimes people think this out long term. They don't no, think No, we this need out. her to participate in every possible commitment that we might create along the line. That's well, how this works. <laughs> I mean, but, you know, I don't know. So I think it's a really interesting. Can you but- imagine a New York panel without Jenna? Like, I know Jenna might check out herself at a New York panel, but I need her physically there. The New York talking. panel should be at a buffet for Cy, at a <laughs> Vegas buffet. And Kiefer, no, he's like, no, listen, I'm so happy that this season happen, uh, happened. I'm so happy that it got launched. We'll always remember I, saying Mandy Moore. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not like, I'm one of this season's biggest defenders. Mm-hmm. I just felt like it ended in kind of a womp womp where it didn't really, I don't know. I, could, I think it could have used two less episodes. I don't know why they needed really? to kick it up. Yeah. It was so short already. Yeah, and that's okay. The first couple of seasons of uh, Housewives, think about it. Atlanta was only eight eight episodes the first season. But how many Roni years ago was, was that? This but, is a different but, time. But by the way, we don't need to like, you know, we don't need mm. to keep up with the... Like, if these ladies are fascinating, you know, treat it like a British comedy show. You do five episodes and that's one season. You go back to the second season. It's whatever, a series for the Brits. Sorry, but whatever works, whatever works. Yeah. And I think you've got this these great ladies, but also the other comment I get a lot of like, bring our old lady, bring our old ladies back, the old Rony cast. And I'm like, no, guys, no, there's plenty of room for everybody. Like, like you, you know, have a different show. If, 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 like, this, if the trip works out, they'll yeah, have a different Ultimate show. Girls trip works out with them. They're, they're not going anywhere. Like right. they're not going anywhere, but we do have to eventually invest just like they do with invest in new women and new women's stories. Cause they're out there. Fascinating women are out there. We meet them all the time. Yeah. I mean, um, the finale, I mean, I, I didn't dislike it. I just thought to myself, okay, well, Bryn came to the show fully formed. She's been on Housewives for many, many years. And the other members of the cast are just sort of trying to catch up and Cy, the, the, just this stuff with Cy and Jessel. It's like I understood what Jenna was saying about it, but I also kind of felt like you're trying to bully someone into opening up to you, which we've seen on other franchises where the women just try to badger a maybe isolated cast member into crying. And then they're like, yay, she opened up. And I just think with Jessel, she tried several times to open up. And if you feel like in a very awkward way, but she tried like that was her trying. It came off completely awkward, but there's no crime in that. Well, it's also critiquing a perception or opinion of awkwardness as they do and saying that's performative like the way that they're saying Jessel is lying it's like okay if you want to go down that path I guess a person could have a conversation about maybe Jessel lying to herself or the fact that we live in New York and everybody 
in anywhere tends to have some sort of mask. And also she's filming a reality TV show, which isn't the responsibility of the cast members to discuss. I'm sure they're encouraged not to. But with Jessel, it's like, okay, if you feel like she's a little out to space, like, then then meet her there. Why does she need to meet you where you are? Because that's not maybe the most fun for the viewers. And also, is that fair? Like, does does Jessel need to act as Cy does? Does Jessel need to? And also, what big, would that do for us? That's my biggest curiosity between seasons. Because, listen, even if you don't like Cy, you have to realize we have now talked about her so much that she's guaranteed herself a second season. Nobody's leaving in the cast. Not. Yeah, exactly. Nobody's leaving Nor in the cast. Nor do I want them to. Correct. They might maybe add one more person, maybe, but I'm not even saying they need to, but I'm saying nobody's leaving. Nobody yeah. should leave in the cast. So I think it's interesting. And also, you know, reading that Not All Diamonds and Rosé again, it was, there was is this Is this quote, a fucking, I'm going to take out Brian Moylan's book, which is In the Clawfist, which is my, fa- we're going to have a duel over which I Housewives tome we oh, need to yeah. quote. No, I'm just saying, because I just, this is so fresh in my mind. Andy was saying, listen, we only remove people when it gets to a point where people hate to hate somebody like Vicky's last season before she came back or Rinna's last season last year, when it got to the point where it's just not fun anymore. Like, and we're still in this position with Cy where it is so new, It's so new. but I'm so curious. And it seemed like she doubled down in that Bryce Sanders interview from entertainment tonight, a couple weeks ago or last week where she doubled down on her feelings about Jessel. And I thought, wow, interesting. But I was like, I'm so curious to see her in a second season, what she does change. Maybe, you know, does somebody watch this back and go, wow, I really was a little closed off to this person. I was very judgmental for somebody that says they're not judgmental. I wonder what she'll learn in between seasons. Well, I think the thing that you can do by way of just like sort of self-defense and also just trying to process things is just stand your ground in such a way where you just magnify the thing that people are criticizing of like, oh, you think that I'm going to be tough in conversations? Watch me now. Like you can go fuck yourself. Like there's different ways that people respond to their own behavior or critique of said behavior. And it doesn't always work out for the person making the critique because we're all, you know, our own precious little flowers and we bloom differently. And size way of blooming is to be like, no water for you. Like, yeah. it's just like, it's... I just don't love my personal feeling sometimes I don't love the person that thinks their shit doesn't stink her like, shit had that so sometimes totally... bothers it's one of my least favorite things to watch on television and I will not usually root for those people I like I need to see a little bit of the the grime a little bit of the the us in, you know like the, the every man and woman in somebody and if I feel like somebody just thinks their shit doesn't stink and on top of that being an influencer it's like a bad combination for me and then throwing cameras on top of that where I feel like they're potentially getting off on attention in some way. It's a really toxic combination for these shows. The other part of it is it's a disservice to Psy, let alone selfishly us, to decide that like potentially, <laughs> if this is what people are saying, she's just like a piece of shit with no feelings or whatever. It's like, no, I actually disagree with that. My personal opinion. Also, we've seen literal scenes of her talking about her experience with her childhood and growing up and the ways that she might appear closed off is a direct correlation to like basic survival, which does not taking take away from her hurting people's feelings. Yes, I mean, it, it doesn't, doesn't take away from her acting like a do dick. A direct line it just means people mean are complicated. That okay, right. So. And it doesn't have to be all one or the other. It's like we can have understandings and explainers for people's behavior, but it doesn't take away from their responsibility to account for it. And yeah. it's like I really appreciated that scene with her aunt. The like the book of her mom's Oh art. my God, wasn't that beautiful? 
I was like, can I get a fucking copy of that? It looks so... It's way to go, un- David, for putting that together. Truly yeah. an extraordinary, incredibly generous gift. You you can see in that moment more about her relationship with her husband than we have seen all season, which is not me criticizing what we've seen. It's just showing like that that is love there. He created love for her. And also that art, to me, was absolutely extraordinary. And also... Pavit, who's the closest to any guy in that franchise by far of somebody that like I connect to in like a partnership kind of way. Just because of the sandwich? No, I'm, <laughs> I'm not. A, I'm not. I'm a soup I love person. Sandwiches, Honestly, yeah. I'm a soup person myself. But it's like the it's the it's it's Pavit saying like this person I can be myself with this person I can be safe with them and we can have like partnerships together. And also what he said in using someone a, a, a mental health um, diagnosis as again as a pejorative is insulting and also further triggering for someone who has talked about her mother's, which I don't think he knew, and he said it and it was like a fleeting and he retracted it once he was asked to retract it which doesn't take away from her hurt she has the right to feel hurt but it's like those magnified moments which Bryn is using to exacerbate a situation because again she came out of like the the box or something as a way to she I, she's a perfectly formed housewife in the yeah. way that annoys me but is also perfection the pop and just like i just think there. sometimes it's interesting within the cast they get crapped on because they're awkward is that sometimes yeah. awkward people we will get the short end of the stick and especially on television because then you almost make yourself a moving target on these shows of like oh this Jessel she says stories weird she's trying to like horn in on my feelings about my mom and it's an easy way to pick like it's easy to pick on somebody that says they're going to Vietnam for a banh mi sandwich that's like a target on your back when once he explained it it makes total sense to me it does make total sense and also I'm like oh I'm that weird guy or I'm that you know like I understand that And I sometimes think the biggest sin you can make on television is not being so confident and cocky. Like if you're awkward, that puts that target on your back sometimes. And I hate that. But what's so cool is that the audience seems to champion the awkward people. Yeah. And I love that. So these people like Cy, I think she thinks she won the season. And then once we started watching it and getting our eyes on it, realize that you can win the season in the moment, but then when the audience gets it, you can lose the season just from an audience's perspective. Well, that's also the thing that everybody does in their life. Certainly while you're filming housewives is to decide because I have this alliance, I'm going to win. And so you're just surrounded by this like mirror. It's like the funhouse mirror of them saying to you what you say to them and you both think Jessel's a joke and then maybe you're still filming scenes or whatever and then you're doing your confessionals and then episodes come out and it's like, guess what? The funhouse, there's also other rides of the carnival and we're not necessarily interested in using this one. Like yeah. that is, I think, the the kind of shift to reality, maybe or maybe not, that Sai and Aaron now feel and what is going to be interesting There's so many ways to think about a second season curse. And one of them is the one that I always think about, which is like Aviva Drescher, although she sort of had it her first season of like, I'm just going to apologize for everything for a temporary period of time because I can't actually do this consistently and just like take the note and try to be just like as vanilla as humanly possible. But Aviva Drescher cannot do that. And that's why she's a housewife. And so with Cy and Aaron, maybe they feel that they're right. And it's a difference of opinion from some members of the audience so next season i just wonder are they going to like drastically change their behavior or are we noting that the reason they're on the show is because 
you know, they they make a choice. Yeah. I think Aaron really likes to be on the show. I, I really like Aaron really on, the on the show. I think she's really fucked um, up. And I think that I also really enjoy her on the show. And that's why I do just even like, you know, you see the warning signs up ahead is that you're like, oh, this is going to be interesting to see what happens to her personality. You know, we're at the beginning of this and, you know, she gets very defensive if anybody in the scene comes at her for any reason, even though she's very free to like shit talk and stuff like that. But then it's going to be interesting to see how that changes in the second season and the third season with her. And either she's going to ascend or sometimes the show will eat people alive. And I'm very curious because she's so, you know, um, uh, determined and it seems like she has such a strong will. But also at the same time, she wants to desperately be liked, it feels. And I have to say, speaking of Jeff Lewis Live, that she has been on his show multiple yeah, times. Yeah, she was on this week again, right? Or yeah, today, yeah, she's been on like a couple times this he really season. Likes I want to say yeah. like at least three times. And I don't think he's had anybody else on from New York. And I haven't listened to the newest <coughs> episode because I'm behind in everything. But um, And I wanted to watch the finale and I'm glad that I did. But um, I've actually really... Um, I have an appreciation for her in long form that we're not getting over the season, which you could say about literally anyone that you potentially may or may not like. I I like her on those episodes because I think that she and Jeff get each other and they're able to speak a language that is not currently available for her on the show. It's just not it's not available or we're not ready for it of just like. Aaron also like doing other things. We just have. I am curious though when I do see like her out there. Really, I don't think it's promoting, but her out there talking long form on these shows. I wonder if that's by design of, I want to show people all of these other sides of myself or Mm -hmm. I'm promoting the show and I'm promoting myself and like, you know, rising my star. Right. Isn't it both? I don't know. I mean, I I'm, I'm curious what, how she views this season and how she's been viewed. And, uh, I'm, I'm very, I mean, cause she got, she got it early from the fandom in terms of like donations and stuff. And I think she uh, got it early from the, what do you mean in terms of donations? Remember when she was donating politically to certain things? Oh, and, sorry. I thought you meant people were quite literally sending her money. And I was no, like, no, no. I happening? mean, like just in terms of the and social why media, they bought tickets to AGI? <laughs> but the social media of it, that can be a real interesting taste. Her introduction of was rocky for some members that, of the audience. I can imagine that throws you if you're not used to it. Yeah. Of all of a sudden thousands of messages coming your way. Yeah. A good part of those negative. It's got to be a real messed yeah. up experience. And it's also the difference between negative and rage is like, that's the other part is how do you take all this on and like how much of this is the price of doing business and of like, you know, people having some very strong opinions about choices and things that happen and then watching them on housewives it's just incredibly complicated it would be really interesting to have the social media we have now but like the first season of roni like how those ladies would have maneuvered i mean it would have just been a complete shit show on a whole different level that i just think sometimes those earlier women that uh came before these new women they didn't have it easier per se but they just didn't have it the way that you now have it in terms of the social media and the bravo fandom of it all where we do give you every opinion moment to moment day by day and it it it's just a whole nother vibe that's a great point and would have absolutely changed the course of history and also how how would alex mccord and simon have come up yeah. i would actually be a little I mean, concerned. talk about awkward those and weird burgers couples. at the 21 talk club awkward, i'm still mad at that awkward, you don't couples you don't you don't use a fork in that way with the 
$30 burger. Like, that's just, <laughs> that's a lot. There's a lot going on there. There's a lot I mean, back. Simon went and, like, created a Bravo fan blog <laughs> after. And he after would, she was fired. After she was fired. And would make fun of Bravo's ratings. Would make fun of, like, imagine Sounds that. Sounds like, like some other former housewives I can think of. Truly iconic. I mean, that is something uh, to be thought of. Listen, this episode was also iconic. Um, couple things for us to uh, chat about as we wrap. First off, I mentioned the Taco Podcast. That's not going to make any sense to you and possibly not to listeners. But if you guys remember on the last episode and certainly on social, I've talked about my experiences for getting to chew a mushroom taco. And that's... Six-part series on moments.co. It's a 70-minute episode that's up on the Patreon. Um, I realized it was a niche experience. (laughs) For all you mushroom lovers out there. For all people who sometimes forget how to chew. (laughs) I I launched a mushroom in my... On my Patreon, (laughs) I talk about stroking out uh, on the toilet. I I lodged a mushroom taco in my throat because it was something that friend of the pod, Christine Bianca Villa, said to me. I know. And she is now my nemesis, as I told her, because it was so funny. Um, This is my fault, by the way. It is my body. I'm the one that forgot to chew. But a taco was lodged in my throat, and then I had to go to the emergency room to... Yeah, it was like a whole thing. Oh, you paid? You had to pay money? It was a $500 emergency room copay, which is why BravoCon is like so TBD for me right now because I went to get a taco and it cost me $500 and a night of my life. And also, if you can imagine all the doctors who came in, this girl's got a mushroom taco in her throat. You have to write before you even go to intake with security, your reasons for being in the ER. Do you know what that experience is like to be like, I had a mushroom taco and it's traveling? <laughs> I've hoovered food before, but that sounds next level. It was like, it was, a th- I forgot. It, there was a lot going on. Wait, when was this? Tuesday. Oh, this is recent. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's available <laughs> on the Patreon. <laughs> that's that's a no-brainer. You got to get the Patreon. <laughs> it honestly, truly is a journey of an episode. It's at patreon.com slash Scrolls. Once again, Ryan Bailey and I will be <laughs> hosting a virtual live show. Please support it. Hope to give you BravoCon coverage. And this is the way to hopefully ensure that happens. Um, we are going to talk about the premiere of Beverly Hills and so much more. There's also going to be a trivia after show all about R-H-O-B-H. So come see the show. It's virtual only with our friends at Moment live from the Clawfist. Yes, I will do a Clawfist tour if that is what you would so enjoy. Happy to do it. And um, and on-demand tickets are available. So if you can't join us live October 26th, which is next Thursday at 8 o'clock Eastern, 5 Pacific, $12 tickets. Price goes up day of. If you can't join us live, you get a week to watch. So um, I never, ever do video um, episodes because that is just so much fucking yeah. work. Um, so this is the opportunity to see that happen and it's going to be exclusively to Moment. So tickets on sale now at moment.co slash Um Appreciate your support with that, Ryan. I'm so excited to laugh with you for an hour. Yeah, that'll be great, especially in that, I mean, when a new season starts at Beverly Hills, I mean, that's worthy of celebrating together as a, a communal group. Also, I did a live reaction on Patreon to the BH trailer. thought it was really solid. I thought I'm going to really do a live good. reaction to your taco episode on the <laughs> Patreon. Like, oh, my God. It's so disgusting. Yeah. No, I thought it was really I, th- I thought the trailer was really good. I'm very excited to see where this season goes. 
Um, and yeah, it's, it's a very exciting time. And I'm curious to see how they do without Rena. I'm curious to see the new girl. I'm curious to see so many things. I'm very excited for this new season. Tell the folks where they can listen to your incredible podcast. I'm excited to come on an upcoming yeah. episode because you just can't get rid of us. Um, what you got cooking, recent guests, upcoming guests, where, I mean, people know you can listen to it. Or even yeah, so bad it's good pod, with Ryan Bailey. Um, you know, check it out. Uh, just pick the episode you want. We did a pop culture roundup today with Sophie Ross. And also I had um, Izzy uh, Zapata from Love is Blind this season. <gasps> Don't tell me anything. I'm very oh, behind. Do not Don't tell me anything. Episode, Don't tell then. me anything. Oh, you, wow. I mean, you got to get on it. Though. I get These really, things, I get really, really it's territorial about you gotta, you gotta, I got get it. On I got it. it. Don't tell me anything. So anyways, I have that. I have, uh, <laughs> I have, nightmare. Way, big love nightmare. Is blind. I have Lauren, um, Lauren from the first season of Love is Blind, oh, who is still married to Cameron, the to scientist Cameron, yeah. in, in Atlanta. Yeah, the, the, they have a dog, I think. <laughs> That's important. It's all about the dog. It's full 45 on the dog. She's incredible. And she has amazing. She has a pod with that Carrie Bradshaw. Yes. Yeah. uh, For Netflix, actually. I love. So she's on this week. We'll do a full line by line. That's the name of his handle, by the way. Salt Lake. I know. Yeah. A line by line Salt Lake City recap on Fridays. We do over on the Patreon. We do Kardashian recaps and full line by line Roni recaps. Um, But it's just a mixture of all the pop culture, a lot of Bravo. That's the whole thing. So I know I sort of make this a necessary required stop every time you come on New York to come on AG. I would love for you to come on Taking It Personally because I would yeah. love to do a morning show episode with you or Love morning is Blind once I watch I watched the last morning episode. show. Oh we'll see. God, I'm three behind on morning show this season. Oh, but just I, kidding. I, no, no. I, don't worry. I'm fine with spoilers. But I watched Watch adults make love. I didn't watch <laughs> I didn't watch the morning show until my mom died. And then I was looking for something like to and I finally like, let's start the morning show. So I watched the first two seasons of the morning show. Recently. Recently. Yeah. And I was like, this show is bat shit. Like I know. this show, the I know, COVID so episode and the it's second so I was like, this it's is so insane. And then the I third know. season, Reese Witherspoon and like when the first episode she goes to space. I know. She goes to space. Spoiler alert. She goes to space. <laughs> I was <laughs> I like, what is happening? I'm so sorry, you guys. I'm so sorry. My body space. is not well. I was like, this is insane. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Don't yell at me. And it was like, and they take themselves so seriously. And I was like, I'm fully invested. But like, Steve, it's just, it's, it's insane. Steve, it's all insane. <laughs> The thing with wait, so what part of season three are you on? Uh, season three, so they did the space. Wait, 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 wait. How many episodes are you in? Because I don't want to upset I think anybody. Two or who hasn't three. Watched. They, they, they. Um. So you haven't watched. They all held of- the. You know, they, they, they got the systems on lock because uh, they, the, the, uh, the online. News, yeah, they got stuff. They got, they got the emails. <laughs> they know. They know that Reese is. Uh, you know, right. lesbian potentially. You know, Juliana Margulies. Yeah, exactly. Oh, right, right. So the that Reese is uh, uh, being more um, public, public facing about yeah. her sexuality. Exactly. Um, the most recent episode, I kept throwing my hands in the air. Like I was like, <gasps> like there were just things happening that were artistic and beautiful. And yeah, choices I read, made that I, I was said, like, it's like, giving cruel intentions. It's giving when Reese and Ryan fucked. Like I'm waiting for the colorblind to start playing. Like it really was. It was giving me, who was colorblind? Was that Counting Crows? Yeah, it was Counting Crows. Yeah, How dare giving- <laughs> you? Of course it was Counting Crows. My favorite band. Oh my God. I had an ex-boyfriend. <laughs> we're not going to go down that path, but oh, no. it was like, <laughs> I have had really just for the themes of the songs we had there was a bad night with in the and we got into a big fight and he was just in college and he went into my best friend's room and kept playing it i am color oh my god I just, that song is like everything to me coffee but truly 
There is a counting. You're going to know. I mean, it's. There's a counting crow show in this in Morning Joe. No, there is a scene that, that is going to give cruel you intentions. cruel intentions energy oh, with a they, certain they person this. and another certain person. And I was overwhelmed. And also this season is so weird because there are a couple excellent episodes. And then I start spiraling because I'm like, wait, this is the show that in the words of Matt Rogers is written by third graders. So it's like, how is this happening? I totally like, believe it. It, no, but then there were like great episodes that are really interesting and it's all over the place. And John Hamm has looked hotter than he ever has in his entire life. And that good, is saying good something. Good for you, John. He, Way to go. Oh, my God. And the fact that he watches at least Beverly Hills and Vanderpump Rules. You know what? That pisses me off. Though. I will say that. The fact that like, He's the perfect man. The guys perfect watch man. Vanderpump Rules, then it's like amazing. Oh, my God. But when average-looking straight men watch Vanderbilt <laughs> Rules, they're not nearly as celebrated. I was like, this is so ridiculous. No, please, women celebrate you. Women yeah. celebrate you every day. <laughs> yeah. Women celebrate you every day. Um, so we'll do an episode talking yeah, about that Yeah, I maybe. need to catch up on that, actually, because I, I keep forgetting. I will say Apple TV is so funny. I really... Is I, it? It's well, annoying. Well, Apple TV... It, they Shout look, out it, Apple. It's like they dare you. They're like, we dare you to watch us. We're not going <laughs> to tell you about us. You got to hear about us. It's like, you don't even know how to get us. Like, th- it's so weird. Like, I feel like I have a good handle on other streaming services, but Apple TV seems to be the one where they're like, they don't care if you watch. Speaking of, and, you know, this is a place where we ask questions, important questions. And sometimes, you know, the our, our AGs, our baddies um, give us information. So I got like a real TV a year ago when I got my apartment taken care of. And, you know, it looks all fancy, whatever. I don't understand the fast forward on it. I have a fire TV. The fast forward is so fast. I can't get it to slow down. And I had a shitty, super old, teeny tiny, like Polly Pocket TV. And that fast forward was very my fast forward yeah, it's not called TVs. forward it's called fast forward I know it's but to I need fast. it to be medium because then I keep having to go back because it's so fast we ain't slowing Why down for it? you we got it we got I it, it. We need information slower. age I know I'm not the only person medium who experiences forward. that that's something we can all connect on the fast forward Where is, is too fast I'm dead serious have it you ever been in a hospital with a mushroom taco lodged in your throat and nowhere to go do TVs go too fast for you oh on my, fast it forward really you've never experienced that it's with the fire TV so yeah, I have Amazon. a Fire TV. I understand you don't how ever, it works. And it's at the first. I know that when you keep pressing it, it gets faster. But I'm talking the first fast is so fast. Yeah, I don't even know if you should live alone at this point. <laughs> like, this doesn't seem safe. You're watching mushrooms. You don't know how to do the. I got into a conversation <laughs> with friend of the. I actually got into a conversation with BBDB and friend of the pod, Kiki, about some TikTok thing. Because you really, you're supposed to, like, get training or whatever. If To work the remote? No. <laughs> For like choking stuff. Oh like, yeah, I went to one of those at my work. I don't have anything that uh, I can use to yeah. Heimlich, so I need to get one of that because I, I then you know I had a follow up. I wasn't allowed to eat hard food because the attending was concerned. A lot, a lot of pudding that I was gonna not remember how to chew, and I, it happened again. But I was fine. It didn't get lodged. I just remembered <laughs> myself. <laughs> wait, wait, it happened again. <laughs> I didn't tell anybody, but it wasn't, it didn't get lodged. It's not the same situation. It was just a moment where I thought, slow down and chew. I hadn't done that. It was not the same situation. The taco not unlike was a critical, the moment on the, the 26th for Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I will chew on that. I will chew the scenery at our Andy's <laughs> Girls Live is how that's going to happen. Listen, guys, on a um, important note, before we end the episode, the last um, ep was about, uh, mentioned the fact that 
that there were organizations that people could find in order to help those in Israel and Gaza, the um, Palestinian civilians and Israeli civilians. And there are two organizations I just want to highlight, link in show notes if you'd be interested in donating. One is to the PCRF, which is fundraising for urgent relief for Gaza's children. And the other is the Israel Trauma Coalition, which is um, helps with national treatment of trauma and emergency preparedness in Israel and around the world, providing leadership and resources before, during, after a crisis. So I know that... Um, uh, that um, both organizations are incredibly meaningful. And um, if you are interested in supporting them, great. And there are some other resources, as mentioned in the last episode, I will mention in the show notes for this one, Brian Bailey. Sarah Galley. <laughs> I don't even have anything. <laughs> I've said it all. I've said it all. I, said... Did you say where people can follow you on social? Oh, uh, so bad is good with Ryan Bailey. And follow me on Instagram at Dame Galley. Apologies. I'm very, very extremely, extremely behind in my messages. I am going through them. Thank you for your patience. And um, uh, Ryan Bailey, you're such a light. This was such a delight. Thanks oh, for that's coming. Really, that's really the description. Such a light. <laughs> that's such a light. And are you taking the Q train home? No, soon? I no, actually, We're I'm going to have no, a no, conversation. No. Or are you going to no, walk? No, because I do not feel. No, I'm not going to walk. I'm going to. I don't feel good. I'm going to take an Uber right and call now. my dad. I'm in LA I'm gonna City. I'm in call LA my dad City. and take an Uber. I do. I, I actually do not feel great after today. Not oh, this. wonderful. No. Thank you <laughs> yeah, for that, just, Ryan. What no, a no, pleasure. I just know. I just know me, and I think like I had two interviews today and you're i was like tired. i was no i was out. i was nervous for them and i think when i do that i uh, no no like, it's the adrenaline you know yeah. so i think i'm so i just felt that you need to take a little nap you yeah and i need some <laughs> wow i need some soup and i need what kind of soup do you need i don't know this is not important no. all right guys okay. thanks for Sorry, listening you guys. what a mess <laughs> what a delight journey we will talk to you soon bye-bye